What up, y'all? It's Brendan Witted, your host for Blow the Whistle, the sports podcast on the That's Black Male podcast network. As always, I'm joined by Carrington Howard. We ask that on whatever platform you listen, please rate, review, and subscribe. Without further ado, let's get to it. Hey, Playboy, where the fuck is the Hummer at? The homie Carrington, man. I, I was I, I was sitting back thinking, you know, shout out December 4th. Um shout oh, out man. Oh, man. You know, um the goat. goat my, my, my favorite rapper of all time. Uh, was it the day Fred Hampton died? Real just don't die with <laughs> real niggas like just that. multiply. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had I, to, uh, I just you know, you know, I had it had the J plan, you know, my favorite uh J albums, American Gangster. It's my favorite album, generally speaking. Uh, but it's my favorite J album as well. So I had that bumping all all this weekend. Uh give me I had to uh with what my favorite one you said? Yeah, your favorite J album. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Favorite, so okay. I'm gonna just go with one I most recently listened to because I just randomly uh, had to run back reasonable doubt like two weeks ago. And had I been thinking about it, I would have waited for this weekend, this past weekend. But I just had the itch, so I'm gonna just go with reasonable doubt because reasonable doubt was like the first album, first rap album that like really kind of turned on my consciousness for rap. Before that. You know, of course, I heard it on the radio. You know what I mean? I think I might have had like one album of my own like that I possessed before that. Uh, but that was the first one where I really like conceived rap as a, you know, a body of work. You know what I'm saying? A project. And the way that one in particular You're mature, uh, was constructive. Yeah, like, and that one because that shit was more than just songs it, that shit played out like a movie to me you know what i'm saying like he was really like provoking imagery you know what i'm saying and, and emotion behind it like felt like i was there walking through this shit with him you know what i'm saying so that just like changed my whole scope uh rap wise so i, I kind of got to give the edge to that one i'm with you on american gangster like that one, that one I give some credence to because it has more variety than Reasonable Doubt does. For the most part, Reasonable Doubt, you know what I'm saying, is kind of like heavier, you know what I'm saying, more gutter. Yeah. American Gangster has, you know, you got party records here. Right. You know what I mean? You got the introspective. You still got like the same themes, the crime noir themes of Reasonable Doubt, but you also got, you know, kind of the upbeat and more mature stuff. So I'm with you there. But yeah, I'm gonna go reasonable doubt. On the on his birthday though, I had to run back um one of my favorite and to me arguably the best freestyle ever, uh Grammy family freestyle on Funk Flex. <sighs> Dear God. I've heard that like, I'm trying to remember how to how to so so it's over um the Kanye good good music like Grammy family beat. Um, and I think it was, so it dropped like, it was like 2000, I want to say like seven or eight, you know what I'm saying? And man, just 
the the gems the gems on that like and this is around the time when niggas were kind of throwing rocks at the throne you know what i'm saying and like oh i think because it's right after like yeah kingdom comes so he fell off and shit and my man dropped that sharp as a knife dog like there's no contesting it like i can always run that back like if there's any doubt or misgivings about his prowess i'm throwing that shit on so you know what i mean salute Salute to Jay, S. Dot. You know we got we got a lot of jokes and memes these days for dude, but arguably the best to ever do it. Shout out to him, man. Yeah, definitely my favorite. Uh, like you mentioned, how you got introduced to him. I was um, so my brother's a little bit older than I am. He's like six, six and a half, seven years older than I am. Um, and so I just remember him coming back, and this was probably this is probably like ninety nine. Earlier than that. No, it's earlier than that. But like probably like 98. And he comes out and he hits me with reasonable doubt in my in my lifetime. Um, which is a slept on eight. Like, volume one lifetime is really what really Dog. did it. That's what really did it. And then hard not life comes off. I actually probably like in my lifetime a little bit more than 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 re, uh than uh, hard not life. If if for no other it's reason the titular song of Hard Not Life. I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate, <laughs> I hate that sing song yeah shit. Like I, I, I like people. I, I, he got bars in that one. He got bars in that one. But it I has bars in it. Of, but yeah. it's just. I mean, the Andy shit will throw you. Ir- yeah. yeah, irredeemable for the kid. Like I just every time I hear it, nails on the chalkboard. Yeah, uh, I can, I can, I can understand it. In my lifetime is definitely to me better than Hard Night Life. Like, imaginary player question. is one of my on. favorites. Bro, imaginary player. Just I, first of all, kicking it off with a million and one questions and rhyme no more. Jesus Christ! In in the canon of J intros, which is deep, which is deep, that is arguably the best one, and that's saying something coming from his catalog, bro. But yeah. In my lifetime, I remember my man Blaze had said, and this was back, I think, maybe right before American Gangsta had even come out. But for the most part, you had gotten, you know, a good breadth of Jay's career. And at that time, he said that Volume 1 was his favorite Jay album. And I scoffed at him. Like, what? And over Reason Was Out, over Blueprint, over Black Album? Like, fuck is you talking about? But I hadn't really given uh, Volume 1 the spins like that. And since, in retrospect, going back, I'm like, yo, I could see it. Yeah, I could see that. Like, there's a lot of heat there, and it's like it's so much. It's heat. Him still, like, I think he's a little bit tighter than he is on Reasonable Doubt there, and like, I think the storytelling is a little yeah. bit better. Like, if I, I'm not saying I'd rather listen to In My Lifetime more than Reasonable Doubt, but I mean, it's it's close. It's it's, it's, it's right there, dog. You must love me. They're like, what? <laughs> what? Dog? Yeah. Yeah, man. No, I'm with you. That, that's a hitter. It's just, I think there's more throwaways on that than there is. Like, there's no throwaways on Reasonable right. Doubt. That's but right. you've got a couple on In My Lifetime, so. That's real. That's, kind of that, that. that's, that's, that's fair. Um, so we're doing, so on the, for the, the benchmark, what you want, which is where we talk about uh, any content that we're consuming, you know, we're all been locked up in the house for a second. So anything on Hulu or if you're reading something or catching, you know, if there's some art that's, that's really got you or artists that's really got you going to shout out. So obviously tis the season and whatnot. Uh, so we're going to do <laughs> Christmas recommendations. So it could be a book or a movie. I don't, I don't, you know, 
know, if you if you have a Christmas book that you really like a lot, uh, I guess you can shout that out. Shout out to the Bible, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say. Well, there's one in particular. I don't know if you're familiar. I know a man, a carpenter. <laughs> if you've heard of it, Who you paid it all. Okay. <laughs> Laid Stop. it down. <laughs> um. But yeah, so for me, you know what I'm saying? The go-to, of course, like the premiere Christmas movie for me is, of course, Home Alone, you feel me? So that's something that I'm going to watch every season, no matter what, every year. It's a must, okay? Unshakable. But uh, some other, like, something that's a little off the beaten path or maybe that people aren't you know, that's hip too, not as popular. Uh, Bad Santa. Mm. Fucking, just fucking hilarious. Fucking hilarious. And of course, not for the family. No. Put the kids to bed. Get them out of here. <laughs> like, Despite go. children being in said film. No, right. It's not right. For that's the beauty. The beauty of it. You feel me? But. Make you a oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What do you call that? Of course, I'm blanking on. What are those things called? The. Oh, shit that he kept pulling the advent calendars. Yeah, yes, the advent calendars. <laughs> Rest in peace, oh, man. Mac. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Oh, God. Mm. Now, he the, uh, the, the, okay, I, I'm not trying to kill him on this podcast. I think the small. Oh, yeah, yeah, John Ritter. John Ritter. Oh, yes, yes, John Ritter. Also, Pat, did the, not the smaller person also. Oh, damn, to him too? You know what? I'm not even, you know what? I didn't, I didn't do my research. Yeah, yeah, nah, nah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't Twitter me. kill him, dog. Don't yeah, put I'm, him in the grave. I am not trying to be out here with the knives for folks. But yes, John Ritter and very bad recipe. Because Ritter was also very good in that joint. Very good. And he also had a dope-ass show, which is kind of a connection in the what you want shit. Because, um, damn, what was the name of the show? Hey, I forget. Say it again. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, day, day my, uh, day my, my daughter. Yeah. Indeed. So that shit slept on. Very funny show. And so you remember the daughter in that is was also Baker. right. Exactly. Exactly. And um, Kelly. She. Kaylee Cuoco or something like that. See, I'm not sure. I'm glad you made the attempt because I'm not positive how to pronounce her name. But yes, her. Uh, Kay- I think it's Kaylee. I think it's Kaylee. But um, she's in this joint on HBO. I don't know what emboldened me to try her name right there. I don't know what. I yeah, don't know why you went I for it. That, you jumped. Like, you I jumped like, all the way in. I'm, I'm like, a big fan. I was. I liked that show, and I remember he passed while they were recording. While that. they were filming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah. I remember that being a thing. Like while I was watching it in real time, it's been like, damn, that's that sucks. And so I, I kept yeah, up with her, and then I got a chance to see her a little bit later. And I was like. Cool. I'm. I'm glad yeah, that yeah. could not have been. Yeah. Man, and they like killed him. Had him die in the yeah, show. He died, yeah, he, yeah. He, he had to die in this. Right, he had to die in the right. show. Because I mean, literally, the show. I think they changed the name later after he passed to Eight Simple Rules. Like I think that they even. Right. Knocked, I think they even knocked off the rest of it. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, it was tough. It was tough, but um, yeah, Kelly Kuoko, um, she's in um, the show on HBO Max. Um, which is like, I guess it's a, I guess it's a drama slash suspense slash comedy. You know how shows do these days. It's like 
you know, kind of fluid, fluid with the genres just going all through and navigating. But um, it's called The Flight Attendant. And it's got, what's the name? Dario number two from Game of Thrones. So wow. the whack one. The whack yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Never should have. Oh, man. Dog. <laughs> it was such a huge drop off, but whatever. Second like, OG, OG Dario never would have gotten kicked to the curb. Like, <laughs> Daenerys never would have, never, never would have dipped on him. Never would have banished him. Like, but so in that way, it made, made a little more sense. In that way, it made a little bit more sense. Because if she was Straight. all about to peel, it would have made more sense. Because the first <laughs> two was cool as hell. I'm the simplest man you'll ever meet. I do exactly what I wanted to. <laughs> Dog, cold, cold blooded. But um, yeah, so he's like, she meets him. She's a flight attendant, meets him on a plane. And then, you know, they kind of hit it off or whatever. And the next thing you know, he's dead in her bed. Yeah, like she wakes up and his dead body is there. And then it just progresses from there or whatever. So we're watching that about three episodes in. Oh, it's, it's, a Rosie. it's a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a series. Um, Rosie Perez is in it. Oh, you know nice. what I'm saying? Yeah, she's she's been popping up a lot lately. Mm-hmm. Having a, a revival of sorts, which I'm not mad at. But um, yeah, it's got it's got potential. It's spicy, a little different. I will you know give you uh and then we can actually get to the sports, which is the reason that people <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, in case y'all forgot. Uh but nah, I, I'll give you uh this Christmas. Uh the, the I like, thought about that. Hood I thought about it. There ever was one. Listen to this lineup. Listen to this. Listen, listen, listen to this murder. Yeah, story. run it down. Run, run down this dream team. Delroy Lindo. <laughs> Come on. Idris Elba. The boss. The boss. Strain. Strain. Loretta Devon. Let me say that. Loretta Devon. Everybody <laughs> auntie all the time, always. Right, right. Because you can't say her name at a normal, like, mm-hmm. decibel because that's not how she talks. Mm-hmm. So you feel ain't me? So you got that. <laughs> Ain't you saying none of my movies? That's how I talk. Oh, you thought it was over? It's not over. It's just beginning. Chris <laughs> Brown. Everyone's problematic fave. Uh, Columbus Short. Ooh, another problematic yeah. Hey, the only Columbus we acknowledge. <laughs> one of my one of the most hilarious uh uh jokes that goes off. Every single Columbus every day. every time every a fucking big, time, yo. You know, it's only Christopher Week. I was like, for real. Sorry, He's sorry, dog. Even season. even though there's hella there's hella Christophers, hella Christophers. I do acknowledge. You can do that with nope. I'm just going yeah. to big, huh? All right, fair enough. Uh, you thought we was done, Playboy? Like no, you? No. Nah, bro. Because who am I hitting you Keep with? It. I'm hitting you with Regina King. Mm. And, and and we can. Let's just let's just pause <laughs> and reflect and acknowledge, okay? Because well, that that was that might have been like peak prime Regina King. She got long, she got extended prime, but right there, right there, sweet spot. That was the fucking sweet spot. She was killing she was it. So good at being mean, like being yeah. After like yeah. after, like after she was wrong and was righteously indignant about bro. it, bro, bro. Like, scene, almost hated her in that movie, and it's hard to do. That's hard to do. I can never hate Miss King. Laz Alonzo, who just is in a lot of things. He's in The Boys. He's in a lot of things that you're like, oh, that guy's in this. Hate you. Word? You know? You didn't know that? Nah. Oh, indeed. I didn't know that. 
Come on, bro. <laughs> we everywhere. They never there. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, you know, it's right? not like he's alone. You know, I mean, like, you know, like, yeah, right. <laughs> there's a lot of people to learn. There's yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta, you gotta sift through and weed through. You know what I'm saying? Last two. <laughs> Pick this at any order you'd like to. Makai Pfeiffer. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Not to be confused with Omar Epps <laughs> in too deep, like Makai Fife. <laughs> Just keep them straight. You know, I know they all look alike. Uh, and then shout out to Laura London. I think she just celebrated her birthday not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, like a few days so, ago. So, like, no, when, I, when, I, when well, I talk to you about classics, when I talk to you about real classics. Hey, man. No, I, I thought about doing that one, and, and I hesitated. You're right. No, this Christmas, let's get it. If if for nothing else, Lauren London and Regina King alone, I'm there. Like sold, easy. And no, no, yeah, pop that shit in. They're Rolando. This was great. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, he doesn't like LeBron. Come on, let's be honest. Let's 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 just can we have a truthful moment for a second? You know what I'm saying? He grew up without his pops. You know what I'm saying? That Hollywood lifestyle acting that takes you away. Sorry, yeah, Roy, man. One of my one of my favorite actors. One of my easy. Oh yeah, my favorite. Hey, no question. Um, no question. So speaking of sports that we're have been talking about this whole time, thirty not, minutes in, thirty minutes in. Let's get to it. Twenty five minutes later, going to get into our first sports topic. But oh, um, generally, I, I want to ask you because I'm I'm deep in this boxing game. So I just finished watching Errol Spence versus uh, Errol Spence Jr. versus Danny Garcia this past weekend, um, fighting two 147 guys. Danny Garcia is uh, was a former title holder, has been in the ring with the absolute class Legit. of Legit. this weight class, like uh, Thurman, uh, Sean Porter, uh, like just the, the best guys of this weight class. Ducking no one. Ducking no one, and, and 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 shout out to him for fighting everybody. I mean, it's hard enough to get fights made, as, as we'll allude to later. But uh, the fact that this guy's been out there and it, and is a quality, he's he's for people that don't watch boxing, he's a guy that is really good at a lot of things. He's not great at any one thing, but he's willing well to rounded. mix it up. He'll he's willing to box. He's got good movement. He's got a solid jab. Um, he's a little shorter. Uh, in terms of his right. arm arm length. And that's what really hurt him in the Errol Spence fight. Spence had him by about four inches on the reach. And even though both of those guys like 5'9", 5'10", he was able to touch him whenever he felt like it and dictate the pace with add Spence's high motor anyway and, and his ability to dictate when and where they were fighting. Garcia, the counterpuncher, gave his, a, as good as he could, but, you know, he was taking four shots to land one or two. And ultimately that, you know, that, that was his undoing, but Garcia is a quality fighter uh, just coming off. Not, not too long ago, Terrence Crawford versus Carol Brook, Brook, another guy a little bit older, yeah, a few weeks ago, yeah. but, um, but, but a guy that's been in there and these are both, these and are all fighters looked, in 47. Also Brook, Brook in that fight looked like as good as I've ever seen him as physically, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he was, like was good. dude was prepped. Uh, and okay. got sat down by Chuck Hook. Right, <laughs> right. And all and, and all that fitness did him no good. It didn't because, I mean, Crawford and, and Spence ended up beating Garcia by 12, uh, 12 unanimous decision, 12-round unanimous decision. Good fight, no no controversy at all. I probably would have given Garcia second, fifth, and seventh rounds. But other than that, he, he just couldn't stand up to it. But then sandwiched between these two, I guess, more class. And and the, to be fair, Crawford fight was on ESPN. That was a, that was a free event. Yeah. But sandwiched between two more classic boxing cards, uh, 
was the uh, Nate, uh, what well, he was co-featured with Nate Robinson, and I always get the Pauls confused. This was this was Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Okay, not to be confused with with uh, Logan uh, Logan Paul, who got offered or maybe has agreed to fight Floyd Mayweather uh, sometime in. Sounds January. like it's on. Yeah, it and then like they were on. co-featured event with uh, Roy Jones Jr. and Mike Tyson. From the outside looking in for you, um, what do you think about these fights? Do you, are you were you more interested in one than the other? Uh, and how does pay per view kind of you know as, as a person that watches boxing, it's interested in boxing. We've had conversations about boxing, but isn't necessarily like have to see every single fight. How do you kind of kind of take away as it from? Hey, I want to see this sort of fight more or this sort of fight more when you start looking and find out like Snoop Dogg's the commentator here. You know, like, <laughs> that was that was a weird, you know, that's kind of a a growing, but yeah. but, but definitely still weird sort of card. So for me, uh, when it comes to the boxing, like the top tier guys, I'm always there. And, and this has been a hell of a stretch, really. I guess you could go from starting in the fall because uh, we've seen uh, Tank, Javante Davis, um, both of the Charlo brothers, you know what I mean? Um, I think I'm forgetting one other, aside from the ones we've already just mentioned, there might've been one other, oh, oh, and Lomachenko <clears throat> and Lopez, which, whew, yeah, that might've been the fight of the year or at least the best one I've seen this year. Um, so Lomachenko and now Lopez, uh, pound for pound, you know, pound for, guys, yeah. we start talking yeah. about the best in the in the world. Absolutely. So, you know, you got the premier names. I'm there. No question. Um, I know for maybe more casual fan, they're probably leaning towards, you know, the big hitters, you know what I mean? Or the brawlers, you know, some going to give you some fireworks, you know, knockout power. But for me, you know, it's a sweet science. So if guys are, you know, elite in their craft, you know what I mean? And they iron sharpens iron. So if I get to see, you know, two guys go against it who are at the you know top of the game, even better. But as long as there's like a one premier guy in there, I'm down. Now you get these exhibitions. Like when I heard about the Tyson, Roy Jones uh, fight getting scheduled, I was like, damn. I'm conflicted because these are two of my favorite fighters, you know, top five for me, you know, personal uh, ranking of who I like to see. But at this stage in their lives, I'm not sure this could go really bad. Roy Jones was 51 and Tyson 53, I think, at the time of the fight. You feel me? You feel me? So it's like, this could go bad. But for your casual watcher, this, you know, that's bankable. That's bankable. It's known quantities, you know, not only just in their career and their legacy, but personality. So you put them in the ring. Oh, that's that's not even a question. That's an easy call. On top of that, or under that, having an undercars, you know, with that kind of circus draw of Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul, you know, that's it's going to be interesting to see like if they do it again, like even though Floyd is a boxer and one of the all time greats, you know, going up against a uh, Logan Paul, that's really more kind of a, you know, I don't want to say it's not legit, but 
You feel like it's more of a spectacle than the Nate Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Even like I said, even though Floyd is who he is, since you're facing off against a YouTube star, yeah, it is more of a spectacle. So if if you see that do big numbers after you know the Tyson Roy Jones with Nate Robinson, Jake Paul undercard, it's gonna be interesting to see where this possibly goes if you know Triller can package it right and harness, you know, harness the results, what it's going to look like for viewership um, and what they do going forward. Because when you look at either the fights we just saw, you know what I mean, with Spence Jr., (coughs) Terrence Crawford, even though that was free, I I have a feeling it still didn't really do numbers like that compared to the Nate Robinson and Jake Paul and Tyson. And Nate Robinson thing obviously became. We're calling it the Nate Robinson thing because he, you know, he got knocked yeah, smooth. Yeah, because yeah, boy, caught the lullaby. You know, right? What I'm but, it's, but, it, but it's viral though. You know, I mean, you got NBA players commenting on the joint. Like, you know, it 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 be kind of gets that traction. It gets, gets that, that traction in a way that, like, you know, I. I didn't when I'm tweeting about the the Aerosmith Jr. fight or even the Crawford fight, I don't necessarily get the same sort of engagement. Like I follow a good segment of boxing Twitter, but I mean outside of that, like everyone else, it's not. Yeah, when, it doesn't really hit. Bro, like when that. when you see when you see a fight like that, like you know Spencer Garcia, I have to like comb through my timeline to see anybody talking about it. That Nate Rob. And Jake Paul shit, it was every other one. Yeah. Every other post, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like people aren't champing at the bit. You know, shout outs to, to my man Chuck. Um for <laughs> for just your your prototypical, your typical boxing matchups. It's just it doesn't have that appeal anymore. You know what I'm saying? This isn't the 80s. You know, when the shit was on network television and you had just big name after big name on there twice a month, you know what I mean? The Leonard's, the Hearns, you know what I'm saying? Marvelous Marvin Hagler, like it's not box office and, you know, name brand names like that anymore. Like it is sad because you've still got like the talent is there. For people who know, like, if you know, you know, but most people don't know and don't care, you know what I mean? And that's maybe because the heavyweight division fell off. So, you know, after like the 90s and you had your Tysons and your Holyfields and even forming with those comebacks and Lennox Lewis, like after that, I guess kind of just dissipated as far as interest. And now here we sit and it also takes, these guys take so long to match up against each other. Like, you know, we just saw Spence and a couple few weeks before that, uh, Bud Crawford. At this point, we would be expecting or hoping for right. those two to face off, you know. And Crawford's 33, Spence is 30. Like, it's really, I don't want to say now or never, but we don't want to see another Pacquiao Mayweather, you know what I'm saying? The president is a gift, you know what I'm saying? And now this is the season of giving, like, there's no time like the present, bro. Let's go. Let's get to it. 
but that doesn't happen like it used to you know what i'm saying it takes a lot of like jostling and posturing before we really get to see premier matchups and that's why people don't really tune in and you know it's not in their consciousness like that it's killing the sport and they gotta they also have to figure out a way not to have every like the terrence crawford fight being on espn was probably i mean it's one of the few fights that i can imagine with a fighter that i am desperate to see fight whenever they lace them up mm. on cable and not yeah. on pay-per-view like i will pay i'll look man i, I pay a lot of money yeah. to watch sports right like i, I right. because i'm just i mean i'm expected to know this joint anyway but also really love it in a, in a very visceral way but everybody's not gonna be willing to do that shit, man. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't need to be spending to like. There's no reason I need to be spending 150 dollars on pay-per-view fights in a month you because you every time I want to watch somebody fight, it's on some sort of like, oh, I got a pay-per-view and like it. Oh, I got to get an account. You know what yeah, I'm saying? And, and, and it cuts. It undercuts your fan base because like. I want to watch these guys fight, but if every time they're fighting, they're on pay-per-view and I'm just not going to pay for it, then I'm not going to watch these guys. And they, as you mentioned, they out of sight, out of mind, right? Like there are other things that I can watch for, for the free where I'm not having to pay every time. Like I don't have to pay every time I watch LeBron, right? Like I don't have to do that. And that's LeBron James. And so like, it is difficult to like, to, to try to tell people about how great boxing is. Cause I grew up on it. We grew up on it. Yeah, um, when they so, gotta go in their pockets every time you watch go it, like, every time, like I can't tell nobody that they need to be spending fifty, sixty, seventy dollars on on a fight. Particularly if some of those fights you mentioned, Pacquiao versus Mayweather, that fight was trash. It was terrible. You feel me? You feel I mean, me? And I, that that probably was like the nail in the coffin right there because with all that build up for the fight to be such a letdown, I think that really turned a lot of people off, a lot of casual fans off. And that's why, like, I'm watching the Lomachenko-Lopez fight, and it's wild to have this this thought. But as I'm watching, I'm like, I can't believe I'm getting to watch this for free when, in reality, that should be the reality. Like, I should be expecting to see this, if not for free, like, for very little. I shouldn't have to, like, pay pay-per-view prices all the time for right. all the fights. You feel me? So seeing that, I was like, no, this is this is it. This is how it should be. So, yeah, they really need to work it out. But that's the thing. When you got guys with contracts, you know, with certain networks, with either ESPN and Top, top Break, who's on ESPN exclusively, or, you know what I mean, if it's Golden Boy and that's only going to be on Showtime, like, that's kind of that's kind of yeah, the way it's set up, man. The promoters now being willing to work with one another uh, is preposterous. I, I want to change sports uh, to our – our favorite NBA that is going to be starts training camp this week. Yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I started. I saw. I saw a post of guys in practice, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then that also made me realize I'm just not keeping track of time very well because I also looked at the calendar like, "Yo, Christmas is two weeks away." Hey, man, start making those. If you if you have not already, start purchasing those gifts. It's real. Oh, oh, person. I thought you were gonna say start preparing those those texts but yeah that's different you do hey. like so that's fair <laughs> you know what i'm saying so getting ready for a holiday season check-in holiday season check-ins dog and how uh and how and how my family always thinks about you when we're, when we're sitting around the tree unwrapping gifts i miss unwrapping you 
You don't need to yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dog. Oh, toxic. Those memes. Oh, those memes. So never good. fail. Never fucking fail. Like I've I've never seen one miss. Not one. I saw the so for the PS5. Oh God. Those. Oh my gosh. I can't, I wish I could remember it now. Oh, <laughs> I think it was something like, yo, I see everybody talking about the PS5, the, about the PlayStation. Just reminded me how I played around with you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I'm trying to get connected again, some shit like that. I was like, I play games. And I'm like, dog. Just every time, it never fucking fails, man. Shout out to people, dog. Where your brain was like, do it, Sid. You did. It's like, it's simple. Oh, man. Shout out to Future Hendrix, dog. We don't deserve him. I started this just to ask, of all the new, you know, speaking of new places and new faces and new places, I was just thinking about you and snobs. <laughs> uh, but uh, but out of all the new faces in new place, so I'll, I'll start Chris Paul uh, with Suns, Hayward with the Hornets. Oh, okay. yes, yes, yes. Paul, <laughs> Houston, Russ in Washington or or any anybody else that you have that you would be interested in seeing where they where they take off with, especially, I mean, you're a Lakers fan, so you guys got a, a few new guys yourself. Who are you most interested in seeing uh, in terms of a team after oh, this offseason? No question. Gordon Hayward with the Hornets. Let's dwell on it, baby. Because oh, I know <laughs> I, I, I know you are foaming at the mouth. Yes. No, this is this is the one that I think indubitably is going to have the biggest impact. Like, you ready for the playoffs? Are you ready? Are you ready? Like, he's taking you there. Your salvation has arrived. Okay, no? All right, fine. We'll go to the Rockets. <laughs> we'll go to the Rockets. That's cool. <laughs> My man doesn't want to bite. That's fine. Nah, look, man. They gave no, no. $120 million to a dude who hasn't played a full season in the last Talk about it. Talk about it. I, mean, I would look look my my answer for this, and we'll get get to yours. My answer for this is Houston. Uh ironically, oh. because of their the the not only John Wall, uh 919, 81 away from the stack. You know what it is. You know yeah, the yeah, yeah, get your shit off, get your shit off. But not only just because of him, but because of Demarcus Cousins and both of what they haven't been healthy the last couple of years. Nope. And so they they're taking the flyer on Cousins and Wall. Look, they they pretty much traded head up for for Russ. They I think they More or less. they gave a, a first a round pick. pick to Oklahoma City. I think not Oklahoma City. No, no, the Wizards. The Wizards. No, the Wizards, no, the Wizards sent. Yeah, the Wizards gave to one Houston. to Houston. I'm assuming because Wall's contract's a year longer, so they need yeah, that. a year long and hasn't been healthy. Yeah, um, past so, couple so, years. Yeah, so I was I, like, okay. Yeah, but virtually, virtually, but, but, it's, but it's first, virtually the same. But what what it fascinates to me for this, there's been a lot of conversation about Wall and Westbrook being very, very similar players. And I think for a large part that they are, they're both physically yeah. dominating sort of uh, yeah. point guards. About, a, about as similar as you can get. Ball heavy, questionable shot, fantastic uh, in terms of setting people up, other people up. Um, 
physically just can can exert their will into a game in, in a way that very few point guards or even players can, uh, just in how athletic and bouncy they can be, older, injury concerns, all that stuff. It is because I look at them in a similar fashion that I wonder that this might be the perfect experiment to figure out the importance of culture, the importance of new 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 place for a guy like Brandon Ingram. And Brandon Ingram has as much as said as being in New Orleans, just the city is a better fit for him, which makes sense. Kemp coming from a smaller town like Kinston, North Carolina goes to Durham. And then you go from that to LA, uh, which is, you know, as not night and day, but like it is very, very different, you know, from 252. Uh, and so he goes from there and goes to LA. It's all about everything you know it's the cult you know it's the franchise and it's the whole big thing you go down new orleans fewer people are looking at you on a regular basis it's a smaller city like new orleans really isn't that big like it's, nah, it's not at all culturally <laughs> but it's not really that big of a city i enjoy living down there in part because it, it's a big little city you know what i mean like it's like it got dc is kind of similar in that way um and so like that you saw what it meant for him to just be in a different area and how that affected his game. I wonder if something similar may happen here with both Russ and with Wall. And I wish both of them the most success, but I, I wonder if this might be the perfect time because you're able to kind of quiet a lot of those other variables to figure out what exactly is the importance of, of, of culture and of just changing of, of, of locations. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I, I kind of wish we would have been able to see this trade after Wall had come back and played with the Wizards a little bit and just seen what the results would have been like because really hasn't been on the court in a couple of years. And since then, Beal has kind of taken another step, uh, you know what I mean, an ascension of his game. So I wanted to see what it would look like now that Beal has kind of advanced a little bit um, because I loved them together before that. And I think it would have been even more dynamic now, but you know, things being as they are, I do think it'll be cool to see a reset for, for John wall and a reunion with boogie like that. I'm actually super hype about, um, but for Houston overall, I'm even, I'm also excited and anticipating what's next because for the past few weeks they've been maintaining that they're not going to or weren't going to move Harden until they could move Westbrook so now we've seen one piece so I'm looking to see what happens with Harden because he's he's such a transcendent player and he's still you know right in his prime if they're moving him it's going to be major it's going to be all and we just got done saying you well i mean what they said and look i'll I'll, I'll tell you what i've seen i've only seen publicly them talking about that they weren't moving on from Harden, that they were not going to move him like that he he i think he is the reports were that he's expressed internally that he does want to be traded but yeah, I haven't seen yeah. anything to indicate from the Rockets. Because, I mean, for whatever it's worth, they were saying today that, hey, we expected him to be here at training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah. You'll have to ask him, where, why not? 
But see, I definitely saw them saying, saw reports that they were not going to move Westbrook. I mean, move Harden until they move Westbrook. So I'm like, why would you even phrase it and frame it like that if you don't intend to move him? You know what I'm saying? And if they don't, that's cool too. That's cool too. It'll just be an interesting scenario having him and Wall and, you know, kind of in the same respect that we were saying about Harden and Westbrook, but I think a little bit different because Wall has always, to me, given the impression that he's like for real, for real pass first and ball dominant. While Westbrook was too, I just is slightly different, and this is you know some nuanced, but I'm interested to see how they would play together, especially now that they've kind of moved on from the small ball thing, because that's what really set Westbrook off. But now that they've kind of pivoted, you know what I mean. You got some bigger bodies in there, so you seem to be moving slightly closer to more traditional. Um, set up i wonder how it's going to prevail with both of them being so ball dominant um but i still think just wall with the rockets and then more importantly wall in houston the city like we're talking a big cultural splash bro like it's it's a mini stimulus package to the area bro like Shout out, shout outs to uh, the entertainers in Houston. You know what I'm saying? All the bottle girls. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be a time. It, it's gonna be a time to be had, bro. And you think you know? Atlanta's caught a lot of jokes for what we've been doing in this in this uh, panty in this panini situation, but um, the panoramic. Houston, yeah, yeah. Houston's right there. Houston, we're 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 in a neck and neck race. Like we're Biden, they're Trump. It, it's it's close. It's close, okay? They, <laughs> all right, they've been in some filth too, so he, he's diving right into the cesspool. Uh, I'm excited for it. Um, you mentioned Harden. Uh, I think it'll be interesting. We saw this play out a little bit with Antonio Davis in New Orleans during that about year, year and a half that he was asking to be traded to internally and then a little bit more publicly to the Lakers from the Pelicans. At some point, you know, the Harden's under contract for another three years. At some point, I think there is going to be a franchise that's just like, you know what? Nope. <laughs> like, you're just going to play. You're just going to stay here. That's going to happen. I hope I, so. I, I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to see it. I kind of want to. Hey, look, you gotta, man, I'm, I'm honest. You got to nut up. You got to nut up like, nah, bro. Yeah, you're, you're a professional. Nah, what you going to do? What you yeah. going to do? Not play? You All signed right, me. Maybe. I don't know. But you signed, you signed the, the contract to play. And so, like, right. I do think that you should go ahead. Like, yes, you've made it very clear. You'd rather be somewhere else, but like, I just hope it doesn't get to the point where it is like, Oh, I'm just going to just not play or anything like that. I do hope it just, it, it is resolved. I hope it is resolved. And however it is resolved, I'm always for player empowerment. Uh, but if you do sign a contract to, to play ball and they ha- they're not doing anything in terms of malfeasance or, or, or obnoxious regarding your contract or, or, or yeah. your surrounding situation. I, I, I guess I just don't see. And, and, and also, problem. and you're not trash. Like I'm with player empowerment to a point, but like the Anthony Davis was one thing and this would be even worse with Harden because the Pelicans were like a year removed from making the playoffs. Okay. But 
they what missed it the year before. So I'm like, okay, y- y'all haven't been like consistent with the team's success and four ways in the playoffs. So okay, the Rockets haven't missed it since Harden got there. So you don't really have this like a lot of leg to stand on in terms of us holding up RN as the front office, putting the product out there on the court, a winning product, you know what I'm saying, and being competitive. So what is your reason for not wanting to be here? What, you just just want to go somewhere else, try something? Mm, okay, we hear you. If we can find a good deal, a deal that we like and think is worth it, all right. If not, nah, my man, you inked up. So, And with all the issues try that out there. That been made public, you're not going to get a, you're not going to get value that's commensurate with his talent in a in a trade right now. Like if, if everyone knows he's unhappy and it's look, man, if he's not reporting to training camp and you know you don't know where he is, you don't know why he's not there. I'm, I'm giving you I'm giving you points on the dollar, bro. I'm not giving you I'm not I'm not giving you full freight on this whole thing. Uh, and we've seen what Drew Ho- you saw what Drew Holiday got, right? <laughs> Like you're talking about multiple first rounders, and that's for Drew Holiday, Mark Jackson, respectful. Trash, trash. So like, and so like, what you know, you're you're gonna have to come with it if you if you're thinking I'm going to get up off of of a person that while he doesn't want to be here, still has a really high amount of value. Um, what is also interesting, in particular for this Houston thing, is that you know he and Chris Paul, you know, allegedly reportedly didn't get along. So bring in Russell Westbrook's guy, which cost them a lot of assets to bring in Russell Westbrook, but that's James Harden's guy. And he wants to play alongside a lifelong friend after a season, he no longer wants to play alongside Westbrook. Hey man, I mean, you know, a look, this that's this, after Dwight and Dwight Howard. And the, Dwight, and the Dwight Westbrook. Howard thing pretty like, Hey, and man, at some point, man, like they have, they've committed to not only have players to put around you, but their future to having the players that you want right now. And so there is a part of me that's just like, all right, man, I mean, I don't know. I don't really know what we're doing. At least I'd want some sort of weird. Exp- I want some sort of like honest explanation of what's going on. Not that you were that, not that it's owed to us, but I would like an explanation of what's going on and, and not some weird cryptic social media post of stuff. I mean, like, come on, man. Like, I mean, Look, if you're going to if, yeah. if you want to do this, do it. But like, I don't. I, I guess I just don't hundred percent understand. You know, you're going to be filmed at all these, you know, very public locations. To say nothing, the fact you in in a strip club right now with no mask on, bro. I mean, look, get it how you live. I guess. I mean, I'm reading about Car Anthony Towns is very like yet another person in his family. But I mean, I guess you got to go to a strip club and yeah, give man. and give little baby some money. All right, man. Yeah. This isn't Wakanda for real. There is no vibranium and we can't heal y'all. Like, but fuck it. Go ahead. Have your whatever fun. the case may be. But like you really did make this bed. And and to be kind of as like passive aggressive about this whole thing, it's like, all right, man, like just at least let them know what's up. You know what I mean? And maybe yeah. it maybe feel like he has at some point, you know, in the in the offseason, but you know, I, I hate it for Steven Silas, who, you know, it's kind of a, was a long shot to get this gig in the first place. You don't get a lot of black coaches that weren't former NBA players, which is a ridiculous bar that you have to clear in order to be an, a, a, an NBA coach in a way that Stan or Jeff Van Gundy don't have to. But I digress. But he fought, you know, uh, Saunders, Saunders, or Saunders. Oh, boy. 
Hey man, look, yeah. rest in peace, Flip nah, Saunders. Nah, don't you? He can't duck these bullets either. Come on, get these. Them granting his son the coaching because he was just on staff and Except they just there. Gave him the <laughs> coaching gig over people that had been in the NBA like decades. Like I, that was a yeah, man. Hey man, look, yeah. yeah, but no, I'm I'm with you for that reason. I'm but yeah, like, but hey, James, deserve. don't don't fu- don't fuck this up for him. Yeah, don't Silas doesn't deserve him, and. Huh? and and like PJ Tucker, shout out by the way. <laughs> Woo, I'm hard body tripping. John Wall, PJ Tucker, Chris Clemens, three Raleigh North Cat dudes on the roster. How let your boy though? How let your boy boy? All right, that's it. I'm sorry. I I neglected. The Cut mid- the mics. Cut the mics. Yeah, but no, but like Silas doesn't deserve it. And PJ Tucker talk about like, look, man, I can only talk about myself. I'm paraphrasing, but I can only talk about myself when he's when the media comes up to him, who ultimately will want to know. Hey, your your man's not here. What's good? And so you put them in a really shitty situation where they've got to they they've got to have that kind of answer for you. You know what I mean? That's tough. I, w- I want to transition actually straight from there to Kyrie Irving. Uh, Kyrie Irving, another guy that's had an interesting relationship with the media. Uh, most recently, had issued a press release instead of instead of talking to um, instead of talking to reporters. Because, and I'll paraphrase here because I don't have it in front of me because I was being lazy and didn't pull it up. Um, <laughs> but that he didn't want to, didn't want anything taken out of context. They didn't want his words taken out of context. Uh, I, 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 I intentionally put those things beside one another where I've, I think it is different what Harden is doing and what Irving is doing. Irving is there. He's simply, he's simply submitting this uh, as, his, as his communication with the media. And particularly given everything that had gone on previously about him being kind of cast, and this is by uh, large publications, cast as a, a some sort of misanthrope or adversarialist during when the when the NBA players shut down in the pre bubble, and even during the bubble about how if they should come back to play uh, basketball, he was seen as some sort of kind of anarchist for the sake of anarchy, as opposed to a person that was. As, as his position would indicate as vice president of the MBPA, advocating for the voices of those that were concerned about whether or not them coming back to play basketball would be deleterious to the larger movement uh, of, of Black Lives Matter. Do you see that as the same Harden and Irving, their decision and how to respond to the media as the same, or do you see it as something different? No, no. For Kyrie, I pretty much see it as his reaction to their reaction to him for years. Years, really, I'll say probably the past three years at least, you know, since he uh, left Cleveland. Um, basically, anything he says or does, they find a way to twist it um, and put him in a light that is either he's disruptive. They literally call this man a disruptor for trying to do his job and make sure that players' opinions and concerns were being heard. Um, so yeah, a disruptor, a team, you know, I don't almost said cancer, but I'm trying to get away from, you know, people. Yeah, actually, I, I, know, I know it's kind of a thing, but, yeah, yeah, you know, but that. just, yeah, just... Uh, just, you know, throwing off team chemistry uh, for the Celtics. Um, 
and then even with the nets, uh, definitely, definitely adversarial. Um, you know, any anything he says or does, uh, they just take it, and like I said, try to try to twist it, and it is really it's really frustrating and sad to see for me because when you look at him off the court and his moves off the court, like nothing but humility, um, nothing but, you know, warm, genuine move. Like it's all family, uh, family related oriented. Um, a few years back, he had like really sought out um, his roots with a native American uh, community. Gave um, over a million to uh, the WNBA most recently for for some operating costs i believe right right but they don't see the media didn't really have shit to say about that right you know what i'm saying like all they wanted to talk about was him potentially um throwing off the return of the nba and as a result their pockets you know what i mean income and and economy uh nba related so i'm fully behind this um, as far as I'm concerned, fuck them. You know what I mean? They don't, if he doesn't have to speak to them, then don't because they haven't appreciated anything you've had to say to them right. thus far. So why continue? Why, why, if I don't really feel the urge to talk to you in the first place, which most players don't, you know, say for some exceptions, if I don't want to talk to you in the first place, and then every time I do, even if it's just, kind of some harmless is my evaluation of players like just saying you know that i think this guy this teammate that i have now can do things that i've never had in a teammate before which is purely my evaluation of the game is it's not a it's, it's not a slight to anybody when i'm saying it about arguably the greatest scorer ever for me to say arguably the greatest scorer ever can make shots that no other teammate of mine has been able to, that gets taken as a, a slight to somebody or, you know, I get dragged through the mud for that. So if anything that I say is potentially, you know, a dagger that you're going to put in my back, then why am I talking to you? Why am I talking to you? What's interesting. Kiss my ass, bro. Like, nah. Nah, I mean, and, and what's interesting to me is, uh, As social media has become more and more prevalent uh, and things like the Players' Tribune has has taken off from what it once was, you're seeing the like the media be less and less important uh, because now the media is a conduit, right? Before it really was the only way to get it to the end user, which is yeah. the people, you know, watching the stuff and consuming it. The journalists, the media is still there. Like now, the players really have their own media, right? And that's, yeah, that's, independent of the journalists. You're right. You I, I, I should, I should, I should be, I should clarify. You're 100 percent right. The journalists that previously were the only conduit between which this information could go now are an option, and right. as opposed to being mandatory. And I think part of what you see in the reaction to the decision not to verbally speak to the media is um 
a little bit of trepidation about where this thing is going and about maybe a little bit of realization from everyone involved about eh, maybe how not important you are to this whole system. Oh, um, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope it ripples even further. Like, I hope this is kind of sets a precedent and leads to them being phased out in even more areas, including um, awards voting. Like, well, I, I just you, I honestly would hope that it would re require a, a shuffling of of who we consider media, right? Like, I think that there is a yeah. place for journalists and stuff like. But like, if you look at the people who are covering particularly basketball and the people who are playing basketball, you see it is very clearly a white and black dark, issue. Dark. And so, so, and okay. so some, of those, some of these things that I read about as being kind of this, this member of the media and also being a fan is like, nah, you're, you're misreading what's going on right here. Like that was yeah. one of my biggest things for the, for the Kyrie Irving thing. It was like, no, yeah. you're miss. Well, he said the earth was flat. Yeah, that was, that was stupid, but we talking about some real shit right now. And I need y'all to understand that, like, no, this isn't y'all are misreading. Y'all are hard body misreading the situation, which is what I was saying at the top of my lungs when what's going on in every in every form that I was given. It's like, no, you guys are are separate this silly shit that he said once upon a time with some very real shit that he's saying now. And there there just was a complete inability to do that. Um, and so I wonder that if maybe those players, football, basketball, whatever, what have you, would be more comfortable having real conversations. Because I've noticed this, right? And I don't want to put this all in the fact that they are black or anything like this, but there are certain media members who, like like Taylor Rooks, I think she is fantastic at her job. I think she asks simple and honest questions, which I think give players a little bit more ability. But I would be, I'd be remiss if I thought that her being black and her being able to connect with them on a like a larger level than a professional one yeah. would like doesn't have an effect. And I wonder if maybe yeah, I, it clearly does us in yeah. that population in that place. I'm trying to remember the homeboy that shoots Malika pool. Andrews too. Malika Andrews is fantastic at her gig. I'm trying to think of the old boy that shoots pool um, with the players. Uh, he just had. Um, oh. Devin Hester on, and I am completely Tess. I think his name is something like that. Master, Master Test. Yeah, something Tess like. That. I don't know. Master, Master, that's on me. Yeah. I, I I didn't know that this was where this was going to go, but like Master Tess, I think his name is. Testify. It's like Testifyon. Testifyon. Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but him, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, no, that dude. Like, stuff is Ill. Him being able to have that connection, have that conversation. I wonder if the success of people like that. As the me as as media really gets kind of boiled down to the people that are needed, I wonder if that will be part of what the change is that this once whatever is resurfaced, if it comes up looking uh, a tad bit darker with a tad bit more melanin moving forward. Yeah, yeah, um, and youth and youth. I think that's the other yes. other aspect of it. You know what I mean? People who are closer to the age of these of these players, so of course, can relate more. You know what I mean? They just, they see things through a similar lens. So maybe it'll just take some aging out. Who knows? But yeah, that that move by Kyrie, I'm interested to see where it goes though, because 
he had that release, but every like post I saw about it was saying this is going to be a season long thing. But in the actual statement I saw, he didn't explicitly say that. So I wasn't sure where that came from. But I'm like, yo, if my man is really going to take uh, Marshawn Lynch stance and go a season with it, whew, it'll be interesting, especially since, you know, they're going to it's easy. I guess it was easy for people to dismiss the net since, you know, he only played maybe half the season and KD was going for the length of the season, but they're going to be right in the mix uh, for the finals. So, you know, if you see them going deep in the playoffs and he's still not speaking to the media, speaking to journalists, um, that that's going to be interesting, man. I like it as it'll make for some good, like 30 for 30 material later on. Um, absolutely. Uh, I, 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 you, you mentioned, uh, Marshawn Lynch and that got me to this and I'll, I'll get out of here on, on this one. Um, Marshawn Lynch does a Peyton's place. I think, I think it's called beast mode or earthquake 2.0 or something like that. It's the first episode of the, the most recent season of Peyton's place on ESPN plus. If you, if you do have ESPN plus, please watch it. I was crying laughing. For like half of the episode. Bro, Marshawn Lynch is prime time television. Like that man is a character without even, it's not even like all the time really trying to be like intentional funny about it. Like you of course he's you know trying to keep it light and be engaging, but just just a joy. Just a joy. That man is so funny and so entertaining, bro. And he's so like, himself. I think that I think that really That's is. what I'm saying. It's just like genuine, like it just happens. Yeah, no code switch, happens, no man. nothing. Like he will be the same person with Peyton Manning as he would with you know whomever else. Uh again, that that in and of itself was a really good back and forth because Peyton knows how to Peyton has his own good comedic sense of timing, <laughs> so he knows how to play the straight man. And so, like, he does he does a good job of that. Like that would that I would I would watch that I would watch that that buddy cop movie, like whatever that was. That's what I was just thinking I was like, yo, they they need a, a buddy cop movie or something like that. That that's a pair. That's a pair right there. Like a hundred percent. See if they want go. I pay for that. If they want to listen to more of your musings on social media, where can they do it? Where can they follow you, bro? Twitter. That's Lord underscore of the underscore fly uh instagram lord underscore underscore carrington you know what i'm saying it's the holidays you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna put a registry out there or anything but you know i can list my measurements as far as you know the inseams uh neck chest width you okay, know what I was, I'm saying? I, was say, what measure, I mean come on brother I, I don't i don't need you on the, you know, the <laughs> fashion over for men you know what i'm saying but not nah, any gift ideas you already have you know what i mean don't hesitate uh if you got questions and want to get specifics that's where you can find me uh my birthday is like a week after christmas also so you know don't don't hold back tis the season Wow. Okay. Uh, if you like to um, <laughs> like follow me, I'm at hucosell at hucosell. I noticed I was doing I was doing a, a little wrap up of the analytics so I can you know have a conversation with the boys. You know, tell tell everybody where we're at. 
we are still a uh, small trending uh, better with women than men. Like the majority of our of our listeners are women. So oh, as as thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate oh, it. We, we, and thank you for just existing. You know what I'm saying? And all your grace no, every, and marvelosity. Sounds creepier when you say it. Um, it's, it's wild. It, it was wild about, you know what I'm saying, us trending more with women is until this last one, you know, with the link up, they hadn't even had the video component, which would have been a good explanation. Like that would have made sense, you know what I mean, given the aesthetics, but they haven't even been able to see that. So it's really just, you know what I mean, them just being amazing per usual so thank you ladies thank you love love and so much love and if you you know we also want to know you know if you uh want to want to tag or send this to one one of the black men in your life that you want to listen to the you know that might not be hip to the pod this will be a great christmas gift to us despite uh carrington's pandering um <laughs> <laughs> from material gifts if there's a black man in your life you think would would benefit from 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 listening to the podcast, any any of them on the network, that's the checkup, that's politics side, that's the big picture, or the blow the whistle, please, you know, send it to them. Let them know. Tell them to rate, review, subscribe. But yeah, we want y'all to be safe. Spread the word. Be spread cool. the cheer. You know what I'm saying? Spread Mask the up. cheer, baby. Yeah, okay, I don't know what's wrong with Terry. I'm sorry, guys. But for all of us, <laughs> y'all take it easy. <laughs> peace, peace.